Natasha Mayweather has a plan. I've been working on this vision for four years. Uh, my plan is, I plan on retiring from Harris Health when I'm like 50, 51. My house will be paid off, my car will be paid off. I don't want any debt when I'm 50. No debt, I want to be debt free, period. Um, my skating rink will be up and running really good and that's my retirement. That's right, Tasha's vision for retirement is opening a roller skating rink. So help me out. So you say you've been working on this plan for four years. Mm -hmm. What, where does the idea for having a roller rink uh, come from? Because I used to go to the skating rink all the time when I was small. Tasha grew up in Houston. My mom used to take me every Saturday to Lockwood Skating Rink. I used to go up there with my friends. So it was kind of like a little hangout spots for children that was in middle school. So we used to hang out there all the time. And I'm like, you know what, as I've gotten older, my kids, they don't really know. They know a little, but they don't know really about skating. And it's good, clean, fun. Something you can do with your family. And I want to bring back that good, clean, fun back because now it's nothing like that for children at all. You know, they have the uh, main events, bowling and all of that, but you want something that's fun, you can do active. It's, you can lose weight. You can roll around with your family, birthday parties, you know, everything. it's just loud and lively. When Tasha retires in 10 years, there's no sense she'll be slowing down because Tasha has plans. Well, actually, she has several plans. I'm going to have uh, multiple income streams coming in. I want to have three real estate homes, one for each one of my children. If they don't want to stay there, it's perfectly fine. We're going to rent it out. You can stay there if you want. If not, that's fine. We're going to rent it out and then in the, next, um, in the next four years, I'm going to go to Africa and I want to buy a home out there and I want to turn it into an Airbnb. In where in Africa? And I want to go to Ghana. Okay. And my saying is always, I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, so I'm making everybody to be a millionaire. We are millionaires already, but we have to use what we have to get there. We're going to be millionaires. And there's mil a millionaire inside of all of us. Exactly. Okay. Most right. definitely. If you think Tasha mm -hmm. has an unusual idea for what retirement should be, think again. 54% of Americans now say they would rather open up a small business than retire and people over the age of 55 are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the country. And good news for Tasha, they also have the highest success rate. And truth be told, it's hard not to be drawn to her vision for the future. Tasha has a beaming smile and an infectious laugh. On the first day we meet her at a sprawling city park called Discover Green in downtown Houston, she's wearing a distinctive bright orange t-shirt with KBK Skating Palace on the front. A casual observer might mistake her for a baseball fan <laughs> as the orange-clad Houston Astros are in the playoffs tonight. But nope, it's all about Tasha's plans for the future. I'm wearing my shirt! Yay! Yes. 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 This is going to be the name of it? Yep, KBK Skating Palace. What does that mean? Keandre, Brent, and Cameron. Those are my three boys. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing you did was, was get the t-shirts. That's the first thing? No, the first thing I did was yeah. get my LLC. Yeah, okay, all yeah. Right. I did all of that. Is it called KB, KBK Palace? Uh, skating KBK Pal Skating Palace. Palace Inc. All right. All right. KBK Skating Palace. All right. right. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yes. So, KBK Skating Palace. It just rolls off the tongue. In her mind's eye, we can see it. 
And Tasha, she's already got the t-shirt. She's planned the menu for the snack bar. She's established her LLC. But KBK Skating Palace doesn't exist. Yet. It's still in the planning phase. And even though Tasha wants to open it in the next few months, she's still got a full-time job as a security coordinator at Ben Taub Hospital in Houston. And to make KBK reality, she needs the financing for the property she wants to buy to come through. Tasha is 42. She's been working at Bentov for nine years and is putting money aside in a 403B plan that Harris Health has been matching. She's planning on drawing down that money when she's eligible, but she's not waiting to activate this new phase of her life. She's doing it now. So do you ever stop and think like, your vision of retirement is very different from the sort of the typical vision yeah, of retirement. <laughs> Do you ever say, wait a minute, why am I doing it differently? Because I'm a different individual. Everything about me is different. <laughs> like, I'm totally different. I'm, I'm not your average person. I think differently. I move differently. I articulate things differently. You know, something that you're probably thinking, I'm like, no. I wouldn't do it. I'll do it like this. You know, I'm a very different individual. Tasha is a very different individual. And understanding her is key to understanding the new retirement. Because more than anything, how we plan for retirement is based on who we are, the life we're living, and the hopes each of us has for the future. We've come to Houston to talk about the new retirement with people who all work within the sprawling public health system known as Harris Health. We're here to discover their hopes, their fears, and how they're preparing for a retirement that could last five years or 35. We discover a few things along the way, starting with the notion that you can't understand people's goals for retirement until you understand those people. From the Stanford Center on Longevity, this is Century Lives, The Retirement Ladder. I'm Ken Stern. Support for this podcast comes from Corbridge Financial, making it possible for more people to take action in their financial lives for today and tomorrow. Learn more at CorbridgeFinancial.com. And speaking of taking action, helping people take more control over their money is why Gene Chatsky started the Her Money podcast. From understanding your money personality to taking steps to earn more, spend wisely, invest for tomorrow, and protect it all, the Her Money podcast can help you get there. Subscribe to Her Money with Gene Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Where are we, Ken? We're on level five, the most crowded parking lot in the world, Ben Taub Hospital, Houston. And you got the last parking space. Yes, which is better than yesterday when I got the first illegal parking space. <laughs> My producer, Carrie Thompson, and I are at Ben Taub Hospital to meet Tasha Mayweather and find out what she does. <laughs> How's your work been? It's been good. I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know, really? <laughs> it's been a busy kind of. Yeah, what's been going on? A lot of emails. A lot of emails. Responding. Sorry. Yeah. All right. it's, and then we have like this new project going on, so it's super busy. All right. What kind of project? Yeah. Um, so we're doing a new parking garage for our employees. Instead of them parking here, it's going to be Garage 17, which is TMC. So it's like a lot of like work going on. So we have to make sure all of the employees are in compliance with their old parking so that they can do their new parking. What offices are these right now? So right here is the badging office desk where I help the officer with badges and employees come in for if they need new badges or they need parking with their decals 
or help to get doors open. I sit right there and I help her. Oh. This is my office here. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Tasha was a police officer yeah. before coming to Ben Taub. So, yeah. She started as a security guard before taking an administrative no, job supporting the security team. Uh, this is like my inspirational wall when I come in. Put like inspirational notes up so if I'm ever down or, you know, not feeling quite well, I read my inspirational notes to kind of get me back up. What's your favorite one? Oh, Lord. I kind of like this one. I am attracting everything that is for my highest good. New opportunities, new energy, new mindset, new connections. So that's kind of my favorite one because every day, every time you wake up, you have new opportunities. Every day. You know, the past is the past, or the past was yesterday. You have new opportunities to, to become that person that you want to become to make new dreams for you and your family. You have that new opportunity to just be yourself, to be your authentic self. You have that opportunity to do that. Every day. So when you wake up in the morning, that's your new opportunity. And you attract, you know, everything. So if your energy is not, a, you know, it's it's kind of not, not like acceptable and you're bringing out bad energy, then you're going to have that energy. So you wake up all the time with a fresh new energy, fresh new attitude, fresh new look at life. So, and it's on like a purple and purple is like my favorite color. <laughs> It's hard not to be inspired by Tasha's genuine and infectious enthusiasm. We walk into the central security office and Tasha's boss, Steve Brown, joins us to give an overview of life at Ben Tom. We work three shifts. We eight hour shifts each shift and, you know, we're around the clock. And primarily we try to flood the emergency center because obviously we have a large population of behavioral health patients here in our emergency ED and our behavioral health units. And then we have Harris Center who's primarily focused and concerned its own behavioral health outpatient care as well. And so a lot of the large population patients we hear, we see here are behavioral health. Obviously, we're a safety net hospital, and we receive a lot of, you know, the homeless population, the indigent population, and whatever social, economic, you know, issues that comes along with, we deal with those things here in our hospital. So we pretty much, coming from a former law enforcement background, a lot of the things that you see on the streets, it you know, comes to the hospital oftentimes. As a former police officer, Tasha has developed lots of coping strategies for dealing with people who might cause her harm. It's better here at Ben Taub, but not without its risks. Pretty much sometimes like the challenging things are when you have patients coming to the EC. The emergency center. And they're not mentally stable. You know, you have to know how to interact with them in a way where you don't disturb them or give them more riled up. So, you you know, you have to work on that. And sometimes, you know, when people are coming in, us as officers have to, you know, okay, let's calm down. Let's take it down a notch. You know, we have to go through the training in our head so that it can show to the patients, you know, we're just here trying to help you. This is what we're going to do. You know, and just, in, just you know, try to talk them down to whatever situation. And, you know, they're here for help. Right. So yeah. uh, uh, any desire to go back? I mean, so it sounds like you have some desire. Any, uh, are you have a conversation saying, Steve, I need to go be back on the front line? I'll help if they allow me. <laughs> if, <laughs> but um, no, no desire to go back. But if needed, hey, I'll put on a suit in a minute and just get it in. It, it doesn't matter. 
So, so really deep down, I'm still a security officer. You know, I'm still in this department, so I'm still an officer. So whatever is needed, hey, I'm I'm there. Steve, let me ask you. So, uh, tough days. Um, any day that st stands out in your mind as a particularly tough day? You know, here recently, the toughest moments have always been, we've had some security officers suffer some significant injuries. We've had some fractured noses. We've had some bitten fingers and digits. But one of the most, my worst days are when security officers are assaulted and injured. And, you know, obviously they have families and their wives or their husbands or their children or their family doesn't want them to go to work and come home different than where they, 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 they came. So, Tasha, um, has anyone ever bitten your finger? No. No? Um, uh, so I'm, I'm curious, uh, about that. So the, uh, how have you avoided having your finger bitten over the years? Um, you know, avoided being insulted. Is there sort of a special skill in diffusing things? Sometimes, you know, presence speaks a lot. When you go in there like macho, you know, the other person, well, dang, you know, I have to put my defense up if they're coming like that. So, you know, I would say, you know, like your presence. Just going there, calm, cool, collective. That's Tasha at work. Cool, calm, collected, professional. Which makes sense. Her boss had joined us. But it's a change from the more exuberant Tasha we met downtown, full of hopes, dreams, plans for her future, and something I'd never heard of, vision boards. Um, I do my vision boards. I do vision boards a whole lot. When I first got my home, I did a vision board. When I, I had my skating ring, I, I, I had my vision board for my skating rink. You know, I do my vision board, so every time I wake up, I look at it, and it keeps me on the right path. I have to do it. I have to. How does Tasha make a vision board? I get different things out of magazines that represents me and represent what my vision is. So I have um, some roller skates on there. I have a key on there. I have the year 2023 on there when I'm opening up. I have what I want my credit score to be. I have on there how much of my loan that I want to achieve, that I want to have. I have on there different scriptures that, you know, I look at to lift me up, to encourage me. I have um, a building on there, what kind of building I want. I have on there the square footage that I want. I drew a picture on how I want my skating ring to be outline it so I have that on there at the top I have KBK on there I, it's just everything that I imagine my skating ring to be matter of fact I think I have a picture of my vision board <laughs> so like everything I have on there that's what I want my uh, my skating ring to be does any anyone else contribute to that vision board or is it just no, you it's just me just you it's just me I you know just sit down because I feel like if you see it you have to see it. If you see it and you constantly keep speaking it and speaking it and speaking it, it's going to come. But you have to see it. You have to put it out there. You have to put it out there so you can see it every day. It can't just be bottled up in your mind. You got to see it. So that's why I, I put it up there because I, I, I have to see it every day. <laughs> so, so so let's talk money if you, might, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to do math here. Um, so... Uh, you're not in a wealthy profession. Uh, right. You are a single mom. Yes. Three kids. Yes. It's a lot just to make it to make 
get by. Yes. How have you, uh, have you made your finances work so well? What's um, your secret? Budgeting. You save something every year? I try to, and I get the things that I need, not that I want. I want a lot of stuff, but I can't. I have to get the things that I need. Get the things that I need, budget, put um, expenses to the side, emergency funds, because anything can come up. Anything can come up. And just pray. You know, pray over my finances. God, continue to bless me with this money that I have. Multiply it. Multiply everything that I put my hands on. So, so is it hard to start a KBK? I mean, it's very hard. How do you? I, mean, do you, I assume you have to go to the bank and get money from. So the bank. I didn't. So the I was going that route, but I kept getting. Well, you're a startup business. You don't have this. You don't have that. So I had to go another route, which was a micro lender. Micro lenders they give to small businesses for startup companies. And also trying to find a good spot, a good building. I had a building back in July. I was going to get it, everything, but I didn't have enough parking spaces. So I couldn't get my certification of occupancy, meaning the city was not going to let me open if I didn't have the amount of parking spaces that I needed. That must have been pretty disappointing. It was very because, you know, I, I had to pay for my architecture to go out there. I had to pay for all of my uh, electrical people. Everybody had to go out there to, okay, yes, this is this. So it was, you know, money coming out, money coming out. So it was very, very heartbreaking. So I said, you know what, let me just go back to the drawing board. You didn't think about, like, I mean, so a lot of people might have given up. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, but I, I can't give up. I can't, this is my dream, I can't give up. I feel like if I'm giving up, I'm giving up on the community. And I can't give up. I have to keep going strong. I have to get this skating ring open. This is a must, because it's nothing for these kids to do now. It's so many kids now, they're getting killed. They're engaged. You know, they don't have an outlet. They don't have an outlet to be themselves. All right, so, so tell us, Tasha, so, Four roller rinks in Houston. Why yours? Let's say I'm, I'm, I want to take my kids. Mm-hmm. My, my son's too old, but let's let's say I, my grandkids to come. Okay. My fictional grandkids in ten years. <laughs> uh, why would I take them to your place instead of the others? Why is yours? Uh, you can take cooler? them to KBK because they can unwind. They can be themselves. They can uncover whatever insecurity they have, whatever the outside world thinks of them. When they come into KBK, you're like someone else. You're a superhero, you super mom, super kid. You can be whatever you want to be. You won't be judged for anything. If you fall, that's okay. Get back up because you're not being judged. This is a judge-free zone skating rink. And uh, what will happen there besides skating? Will there be music? Is there arcades? You're gonna have music. You're gonna have arcades. And my favorite arcade is Pac-Man. So (laughs) it has to be in there. My Pac-Man and my uh, ice hockey. Number two. Air hockey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Air Air hockey. hockey, Yeah. Air Uh, hockey. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pac-Man and air hockey. You're gonna have food in there. um, Different events going on. Um, The I know the favorite food everybody like is hot dogs. So, hot dogs. We're gonna have skating competitions. 
there. We're gonna have dance competitions there. You can have birthday parties there. You can have um, a team building for companies come and do, you know, a team building skate party, corporations, everything, whatever you want, we will oblige you. Yeah. So do you want your kids to work with you at KBK? Yeah. Yeah. Do they want to work with you? Um, they don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Yeah, you're going to work. Right. And you're going to work with a smile on your face. <laughs> so, so, so how long do you want to run it? I'm going to run it until my eyes close, and then my children are going to run it. So this is this is your retirement. Yes. This is your this yes. is your relax. Yes. Feet they up. can never sell at it at they can never sell it at all. At all. Cuz it's going to keep getting money, getting money. My dream is I want to make money while I'm asleep. You know, I want to just make money while I'm asleep. <laughs> I don't want to have to get up and oh, I got to go to the job, you know. I want to make money while I'm asleep. So, um what are your fears? My fears are not producing how I'm imagining it producing. You know, uh, my main thing that I always do, I always put a date on things. So if something doesn't happen on that date that I've projected out there, I'm mad. And so I have to try to get rid of the dates and just let it flow as is. So I'm afraid of the money not coming in as I imagine it to be. Also, another fear is that I don't, I, I know people would come, but I'm thinking a lot of people, and that's another one of my fears, I don't think people would come as often as I'm imagining them to come. Tasha's retirement savings aren't mentioned at all in her very specific vision of the future. They may be there as a fallback, but the generational wealth she envisions starts with her. Uh, you own your home home now, right? Yes, I Okay, do. and you're working to pay that off, mortgage off yes. with, with the help of Harris Health. That's correct. <laughs> All right, so what about these other homes? Where, where, so where are these? other homes, um, I want to find like uh, foreclosure homes. Because all the floor, foreclosure homes, they're like under 100K. So I want to buy them cash. I want to buy them cash. I want to fix it up. Like a two-bedroom I know I, my number one goal is I want to buy a loft. I want to buy a loft like in the medical center area because a lot of students, a lot of nursing students, a lot of physician students, they want to uh, stay near that. So I want to buy that and I want to rent it out to them. I want to rent it out because it's close by the medical center, everything. Is it the money? So the, to fund that, are you counting on spinoff from the... KBK. KBK. Yes. So the, the profits from KBK, you're going to yes, roll into exactly. the real estate. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And just living life to the fullest. Not having any complaints, not having any worries. Healthy, you know, still skating if laws say the same. <laughs> and just, just living life. Living life. All right, so we're a podcast about longevity, so I'm going to ask you your vision board for Tasha at 90. Have you ever thought about what's it like to be 90? I've never thought about what it's like to be 90. But, you know, telling my, if I had grandkids, telling my great, my grandkids and my great-grandkids how I started the skating ring business, how you guys are millionaires, my kids won't have to work. My kids' kids won't have to work. They have a trust with everything that they ever need, ever desire. You know, their business, their 
their working is going to be to maintain the business that I have for them. You know, telling my great-grandkids how I stayed in business this long, how I maintained not to become foreclosure, how I bought the skating rink, how I'm debt-free, how to do all of this. So having them sitting on my lap, you know, having them come into Ghana, you know, because it's where I'll be at. This is, you know, this is the life. When you guys get my age, y'all can tell y'all children, y'all can tell y'all grandkids how you got this. You know, because it's going to be in the family for, for years to come. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like that vision board. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I can see it too. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Tasha's vision of the future is so specific and her enthusiasm is so contagious that it seems only a matter of time before she opens KBK Skating Palace. At the time this podcast was published, she's still waiting for the deal to close. There's an unstoppable quality to her determination to make her second act work, but really it's an extraordinary leap of faith. Tasha's a single mom. She works in the security office at Harris Health. She wasn't born into generational wealth. But for Tasha, it seems that her only fear is that she won't get started on her second act soon enough. Century Lives is produced by Carrie Thompson, Aaron Bump, and Camilo Garzon. Music for this episode was provided by Ramteen Arablui. Support for this podcast comes from Corbridge Financial, making it possible for more people to take action in their financial lives for today and tomorrow. Learn more at corbridgefinancial.com. Century Lives is a production of the Stanford Center on Longevity, where our mission is to support ideas and research so that century-long lives are healthy and rewarding ones. You can find out more about us at longevity.stanford.edu.